You love the Lord this morning? Amen, amen, amen. Well, that was a dynamic worship service. Amen. I think Brother Josiah did a great job for his first time leading worship. Amen. Praise the Lord. And can I tell you, you make it easier if you worship along with him. It's not about the people at the front. It's not about how good they sound or how good they play or whether they look right or sound right or smell right or feel right. None of that matters. We're just here to worship God together. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's what our worship leaders do. They lead us to worship. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, why don't you grab them this morning? Thank you for those people who have been continuing to pray for me. I feel like I'm on the mend. Um, slowly getting better. I feel like a walking pharmacy at the moment. I'm taking so many different vitamins and tablets and water of various tastes. And, you know. But if anything, it's been good because for the last five weeks I've been very unwell. And so it's helping me to learn to delegate a bit more and not try to do everything myself because that's a sure way to burn out quickly. Amen. We're going to the Gospel of Mark today. If you're visiting with us this morning, we're very glad that you've come. I want you to, know you feel, we want you to feel welcome here. And um, there's a place here for you with us. And uh, we're no one special. We're not perfect, but we love the Lord. Amen. And that's what we want to share with people. Praise the Lord. Mark chapter 10. Thank you. I had a message prepared, and I came to church to pray about that message, and God changed it. For those of you who are preachers, it's uh, both a good thing and a scary thing, because you get prepared for something, and then you get something completely different. Mark chapter 10, verse 46. Someone say amen when you're there. It says, And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho, with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace, but, but he cried the more a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and come to Jesus. Came to Jesus, sorry. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto you? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go your way. Your faith has made you whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Would you just close your eyes one more time with me? Let's just talk to the Lord one more time. Precious Jesus, Lord, I feel strongly in what you have given me today, Lord God. Lord, I know there's going to be people here, Lord, that this is relevant for, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord, you would open up our hearts. Open up our minds, oh God, to be prepared to respond to your word, oh God, I pray. We love you. Let your anointing be in this place in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. I want to 
preach for a little while on this thought, labeled yet loved. Labeled yet loved. God bless you. You may be seated. Known simply in the Bible as blind Bartimaeus. And if we translate that from the Aramaic, the first three letters in his name, Bar, simply mean the son of. That's why Mark explains this to the people who are reading his gospel, who are mostly Gentiles, who did not speak Aramaic. He explained that Bartimaeus simply means the son of Timaeus, the blind son of Timaeus. It really seemed that society had decided that this man was to be labeled by his condition. It would seem that nobody really cared too much about what his name was, or what his story was, or how he got to be where he was today. You see, to, to people walking by, he was just the blind man sitting outside of Jericho. He was just that blind beggar, you know, the, the person that nobody really wanted to associate with, the person that everybody would just give, you know, the little bit of change they had left in their pocket to him just to make him go away and stop bothering them again. You know, nobody really seemed to care about Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus. No one cared about his story. Nobody cared where he was going. Nobody cared about the purpose in his life. And nobody cared how he had gotten to where he had gotten today. Nobody really wanted to know. And doesn't it seem true that largely society today seems to follow very much the same path? We end up labeled because of the decisions that we have made. And we end up labeled because of things that have happened to us in life through no fault of our own. And we end up labeled and known by the mistakes that we have made in life. We end up labeled because of the way that we look. We end up labeled because of the way that we dress. We end up labeled because of the things that we stand for. We end up labeled because we're different from everybody else. And it is amazing to me how quick people are willing to dump you in with some stereotypical label and not care to know about your story and not care to know about your purpose and not worry about what is going on in your life. All day, every day, people are labeled. They don't like the country that we come from. They don't believe that we believe in the same thing. They, they don't we don't behave in the way that others think we should. We don't get put into their little special category of people who meet their approval. And the problem is, is that, and I've felt this in my own life, is that when people continually label you and give you direction in life and you, you can begin to feel like there is no hope to ever lose that label and no hope to be able to move forward. And the sad thing is, is that we begin to own the labels that people give us. We begin to think, well, if, if, I am, if people are telling me that I'm worthless, then maybe I am worthless. If people think that I'm stupid and they tell me I'm stupid, maybe I really am stupid. You know, people tell me that I'm an alcoholic. Well, I guess I'm always going to be 
an alcoholic. People tell me that I've always been an addict and I'm never going to change. And we begin, to, we begin to own these things and we begin to internalize and we begin to mold our life to match the labels that people label us with. And this was the story of Bartimaeus sitting outside of Jericho. He was a beggar and he was blind. And that's all anybody knew about him. He's that blind man. But can I tell somebody here today there is hope? Because when Jesus walks into your life, the old can become new. Amen. The broken can be made whole. The wounded can be healed again. The weary can find rest for their souls. The wanderers can come home and the empty can be filled. Because let me tell you today, we serve a Savior who is not interested in what other people label us with and does not care what background we have come from and does not worry if other people think we're worthless or stupid or an idiot or a drunkard or a drug addict or any of these other things but he looks through those things and he sees the person that is underneath the labels that we wear because we are his prized creation and there is something that this blind man does this son of Timaeus this man who we don't even know his name the Bible tells us that he cries out to Jesus. And even though people are around him and they're saying, be quiet. He's busy. There are other people more important than you. Jesus is not worried about you. You're just a blind man. Stay in your box and don't worry about it. People keep trying to make him keep quiet. And he keeps calling out. The Bible says he's getting louder and louder and louder. And you know what? He gets the attention of Jesus. Can I tell somebody today that if you cry out to Jesus, you will get his attention. Many might label you as hopeless, but you have hope because you can get the attention of Jesus. People might label you as a lost cause, but you have hope because Jesus will always be able to find you. On the darkest night, He is there. At my weakest moments, He is there. When I'm struggling, He is there. When I am buried under the weight of what people are telling me, He is still there. My Bible tells me He is with me always, even until the end of the age. My Bible tells me that He that guards me never slumbers. That tells me, church, someone get this into their spirit today. When I lie down at nighttime and I close my eyes, my God is right there with me. When my eyes pop open in the morning, my God is right there with me. He is always there. He's never left us. He is always faithful, always dependable, and always available if we cry out to Him. Somebody shout amen right now. 
Praise the Lord. It doesn't matter when I go to sleep, He's there. I wake up, He's there. Every season of life, He's there. When things are going great in my life, He's there. When I'm struggling, He is there. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. A shepherd is with His sheep 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. He does not take holidays. He doesn't need long service leave. He doesn't get exhausted like I do. He doesn't feel like he's ever stupid. He's got every answer you've ever needed. He has the answer for every problem. He's faithful and he's available, amen. God is my refuge and strength. A very present help in time of trouble. And there is something powerful that happens in the spiritual realm when you respond with faith. When you begin to cry out to Jesus, Jesus, I need you in my life. Jesus, I need your help. Jesus, I need your wisdom. Jesus, I don't have the strength. You don't want to know what that powerful thing is. You don't just get the attention of some little piddly little God. No, you get the attention of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You get the attention of the master of all creation. You get the attention of the one who has the answer to every question and the solution to every problem. But there is one more act of faith that we see in the life of this blind man. It's found in Mark 10 and verse 50. And sometimes, so often, we skip over these details. But look at this. Mark chapter 10 and verse 50 says, And he, the blind man, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. That's important. You see, that garment, that outer cloak that he was wearing, it identified him. As a disabled person. It identified him as a blind man. It identified him as a beggar. It served as his blanket. It served as his pillow. It served as his raincoat. It served to identify him to society that that's who he was and nothing was ever going to change. It identified him as someone who just lived on the streets. Someone who was good for nothing. Amen. But the Bible tells us that when Jesus called him, he began to take off that. And the Bible doesn't say that he just dropped it. No, the Bible says he cast it away. I don't need that anymore. There is something powerful that happens when you take all the labels that people have called you and all the things that people have said over your life and all the things that you began to put into your heart and you begin to think something powerful happens in the spirit realm when you begin to walk towards Jesus and you say, I don't need to know that anymore. I don't need those labels in my life anymore. I don't need to be told that I'm that kind of person anymore because I'm different now. I am coming to Jesus and you make a choice. You throw them out of your life and you begin to walk towards the destiny and the path and what God has in store for your life. Someone say amen. Is it any wonder then that Jesus turns around 
He says to the blind, what do you want? The blind man just says, I want to receive my sight. Jesus doesn't pray for him. Jesus doesn't touch him. He just says, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. Do you want to know what his faith was? His faith was in the action before he ever got healed, before he ever knew that Jesus could help him, before he ever knew that Jesus was going to be able to cure him of his blindness, before he ever knew that he was going to have a new life, before he ever knew that his position in society would ever be restored. He took off that jacket. He threw it away and said, I'm not going to need that anymore. I'm not coming back to that place. I'm not going to pick that up again. I'm going towards Jesus and I'm might not have my answer right now but I am confident in God I am confident in Jesus and it doesn't matter what happens now I'm moving towards him and he has the answers that I need someone shout praise the Lord is it any wonder that he was healed by his faith it is an act of faith and let me tell somebody today When you take all the labels that people have labeled you with. And you know what they are. They're the ones that rattle around in your head at nighttime. They're the ones that keep you awake. They're the ones that have a little tear coming down your eyes when you begin to think about how people... How people have been so mean to you. And they've said things that are untrue. Those labels, those are the ones that I'm talking about. But when you take what society says you should be, and when you take every lie that the devil tries to whisper into your head, and you take it and you throw it out of your life and say, I'm not even going to worry about that anymore. I'm going to move closer to Jesus. Something powerful happens. Something powerful happens. As we all stand this morning, can I tell you today that all the labels that people have labeled you with, And every lie that the enemy has ever told you. And every mistake that you feel like has scarred your life for the rest of time. Can I tell you today, when you bring them to Jesus, there is healing to be found. There is restoration to be found. There is a relationship to be found. Because Jesus does not care two hoots what anyone says about you. Uh -uh. No, He just cares for you. For who you are. For your story. For where you are going in life. And he loves you and he wants a relationship with you. He looks past what people label you with because he knows exactly who you are. I am a chosen generation. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 9. I am a royal priesthood. I am a holy nation. I am a purchased people so that I can show forth the praises of him who has called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. Let me just tell Tell somebody today, I've been in that place where people have said things to me that have broken my spirit and hurt my heart. And I've wondered how I'm ever going to survive. But can I tell you, when I bring my brokenness to Jesus and say, Jesus, see what this person did for me. See how they hurt me. See how they labeled me. I bring them to Jesus. And the only label he has for me, you're my son. And I love you. And for me, that just tells me everything I need to know about Jesus. That's what Jesus does. All those labels that we've got, all those things that we've carried around,
can cast them off. And so my question for you today is, what do you need to cast off today? What have you been carrying around in your spirit? What's wounded you? What do you feel defines you today? Can I encourage you today, bring it to Jesus. Just leave it where it is and come to the Lord and He'll tell you who you really are. You're a child of the King. You are loved by the Savior. Jesus gave His life for you. Jesus gave His life for me. And He cares for you more than words can say. And He wants a relationship with you today. He wants to know you today. And you might be sitting there thinking, well, you know what? How in the world am I going to survive? Because you don't see what I've done, Pastor. You don't see what people have labeled my life with. You don't see the mistakes I've made. You don't see the circumstances of my life. You're right, I don't. But I know a God who does. And He loves you more than you can ever imagine. So this morning, we're going to have an altar service. And I don't know what's going on in your head and in your heart. But I know God is reaching for people today. To say, come on, you got to move past what other people are labeling. See, here's the problem. We listen to the wrong voices. We put so much stock and credit into what our boss says about us and what our friends at school say about us. We need to start listening to Jesus. What do you say about me, Jesus? Well, Jesus says you're loved. Jesus says you can be forgiven. Jesus says there's restoration. Jesus says there's hope. Jesus says, I've got the answer. Jesus says, I am the way. He says, I am the truth. I am the life. You know, the Bible says that He is the I am. He is the all-sufficient one. He is everything that we need. You can find it in God. As Sister Janie plays this song, if you want to come and pray this morning, I would love to pray with you this morning because I've been there. I'd love to pray with you and help you move past some of those things that I have.